You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Mitch here from Geek Elite Media, and I want to talk to you about Cuts by Candace, an experienced hairstylist that is willing to work with you to get the right look for you. When it comes to important events in my life and I need to look good, I trust my hair with Candace. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of May 2019 and you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candace on Facebook and Cuts by Candace 3 on Instagram and start looking the best you, you can. What if you found a portal to a parallel universe? What if you could slide into a thousand different worlds where it's the same year and you're the same person but everything else is different. And what if you can't find your way home? Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. We are here. We're talking... We're gonna, you know, we haven't done one yet because we like to do these 101s uh, when we do them. We like to do them about like, uh, characters that... Yeah, we dig we dig small. We go we go deep. We go we deep go on the, the smaller characters. Yeah, yeah but uh, I I feel like it'd be a miss if we didn't talk about this character that just about everybody now has watched for ten years. Hopefully, they come alive on the screen. Yeah, the small company they started <laughs> off making uh, uh, heroic films, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, some some kind of heroic films. Yeah, we're we're gonna talk Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Iron Man. I am Iron Man Tony Stark. I mean, everybody knows who who the Iron Man is now because of the movies. They uh I, it, you could reasonably argue that Iron Man was not a well-known character before the RDJ movies. I would definitely say that's true. Like I mean, <clears throat> yeah, he did carry his own animated series. Yeah. Which was definitely like probably a backdoor pilot for Force Works. But yeah, outside of that, no. You you wore something with Iron Man, they'd be like, "Oh, you do the triathlon?" It's like, <laughs> no, I I am not that guy. It, it, I mean, it's it's he's not he's not uh he's not Captain America. He's not Spider Man. Like the these would be your yeah those are the easy logos, the Marvel yeah, characters. Yeah. yeah. So uh yeah, Tony Stark. I mean, Tony Stark, Iron Man, Robert Downey Jr. We have a lot to thank for him and Marvel Studios for making Iron Man as popular as he is now. Does that translate over into comic book sales, though? I would say, I definitely, I would say yes. After the first Iron Man, after Iron Man two, there was a little bit of a boost. Iron Man three didn't matter. Mm. You know, comic books and movies, they have they've separated, and like it's good and it's bad because I like the fact that the movies will do something. Like, we're okay to talk spoilers, right? The Russos aren't going to get mad at us. No, the Russos have actually said it's okay yeah, now. At this point, the they're, they're like, it's, it's okay. I mean, if people haven't watched it yet, it's kind of their own <laughs> fault. But you're yes. not a fan. They question you. We'll, we'll, we're definitely going to say that now. There are there are um, spoilers for Endgame in our conversation today because that's why we're wanting to talk about Tony Stark, uh, Iron Man. If uh, you uh, have not seen it yet, we will... Av- eventually have our own version of a recap of the movie just like talking about it uh, once we get rafa back so that we yeah. can do that but uh right now we're talking about characters from the movie yeah. well it's just basically like uh, this one for me it's kind of the to, to grieve a loss yeah you know it's we're gonna talk about a, a very very cool guy that we've known for a <laughs> long time now and 
We're going to put our thoughts out there. And the best thing is for those of you who can't accept loss, you don't have to because Tony's not really gone. He's there every month. <laughs> That's right. At your newsstands. Well, not newsstands. <laughs> at your local have... comic there shops. There you go. <laughs> In your mailbox. Listen here, kid. He's going to be right there, I tell you. <laughs> so, yeah, if you can uh, bear with us, uh, or not bear with us, if you hang with us after we get through the spinner rack, we'll, we were going to give you a, a slight 101 on Iron Man Tony Stark. Yep. So, all right, let's jump into it. It's Wednesday. It's that time to go to your local comic shop. And what can you find? Well, from DC Comics, you'll have Aquaman issue 48 as we're leading up to the big 50th anniversary. Sorry, not 50th. 50th issue. That's going to be huge. So we got Kelly Sue DeConnick writing the book. She is famous for a lot of her Captain Marvel work. And so basically Aquaman right now does not know he's Aquaman. He's out there. He's doing some stuff but he does not have his memories back. So he's kind of going through his own Rick Grayson sort of thing. But anyways, eventually he will get his aqua memories back. Oh, I like the aqua, aqua memories. memories. That just happened. Uh, so he's going to get his aqua memories back, and I'm sure he's going to go into probably the full-fledged Jason Momoa look, you know, like we're going to have the the gold and the green and the, the, this, the long hair and beard. Is this uh, all stemming out of um, the, what was the big thing that drowned? Uh, you know, I, I couldn't tell you. I know Drowned was definitely done in favor of, you know, the synergy for that. But I think his memory loss, I think that was probably when Kelly came onto the book. So okay. she just like, no, that's her story. Um, I was going to say, uh, I, we know we, we hit Action Comics 1000. We, we hit Detective Comics 1000. Is Aquaman anywhere near that? I mean, and he's a golden he age a golden character. Ager. He is a golden age. Um, <clears throat> I would say... I think we got an Aquaman book, and I think he's one of those ones like he took over a title, and so it may have been like Adventure Comics two fifty one and then like Aquaman two fifty two, yeah, sort of that sort of thing. So I mean, Aquaman one thousand. I mean, if we go by the way of Deadpool, then yes, there's a way to get to a thousand. <laughs> if we go with actual counting, no, because I think like I think Flash just hits seven hundred, and he comes from nineteen fifty six. So and even then, truth be told. 150 of those issues belong to Jay. Mm -hmm. So even if we're looking at Jay from the Golden Age, it looks like yeah, they only made 800. Okay, that's just so, I just thought it was interesting uh, just to figure out where we're at because I mean we got Aquaman who's a Golden Age character, we got yes. Flash the Golden old Golden Age character, and Wonder Woman is, is she anywhere near a thousand? She's Golden Age. Um, no, I. I'd say you're lucky if she's breaking 800. Okay. And actually, I think she did break 800 because they did this like. It was kind of a bummer that DC didn't really like hype it up. She just hit her seventy, right? She hit her big anniversary. No, so she would she would definitely be. She's probably like seventy eight. Seventy eight. Okay. You know, she's not too far down the line. I want to say actually maybe nineteen forty two. So maybe in twenty twenty two she'll hit eighty. Then. Okay. But so she hit her seventy fifth then. Yeah. Um, but anyways, like yeah, they That's had what these seventy fifth. Oh, okay. They they had these uh. These anniversary issues. So, like, they had, like, I think Tony, oh, man, famous for drawing Batman right now. Tony. Daniels? Uh, yeah. Tony Daniels. Um, he did these variant covers. So, they had, like, a Superman 800, uh, I think Batman 800, Wonder Woman 700, and Flash 700. And it's like, they didn't hype that up. And you'd, you'd think weird. they would have. And yeah. they, were just, they were just variant covers. You know, like, the only reason I saw it was because I ran across some art. And I was blown away by that. I was like, wow, that's surprising that they haven't done that. Because uh, even right now, like, fans are trying to count up the Green Lantern number. Like, all right, where's Green Lantern stand, you know? And that would be fantastic if they kind of legacied that one, you know? Because 
I, I can't wait to someday own issue 2814 Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long time. But if you don't mind, though, speaking of 1000s, I know I'm hyped for it. There's been a lot of news on it. So Marvel Comics 1000. Dude, my uh, my my uh, my symmetry is just like. Well, how are we I'm, getting whoa. to this number? How are we getting to Marvel One Thousand? It's not. It's just a. It, it's. Oh, I had the word earlier. It's. It's just a special. Okay. That's all it is. Like it's. They're just calling it Marvel. Yeah, like Comics I mean, they, they could have just been like, "Hey, Marvel's 80th anniversary issue." That would have been fine. But, you know, I, I mean, to see it called 1000, that's kind of cool. I mean, <laughs> hell, Deadpool did it, you know. But then again, I mean, DC, we've I mean, we've lived in an age where we've seen Action Comics 1 million, Detective Comics this 1 million, you know, so <laughs> numbers. <laughs> but um, I, I just, like, I'm stoked for it, though, honestly. Like, the I mean, everything about it sounds amazing. It's going to be just like the, the jam issues. That's what they used to call them back in yeah. the day. Uh, jam issues. And so, like... Like you write one page and then I write the next page and then somebody else writes page three and there'll be different artists or sometimes writer and artist or whatever the case is. And it's like, that's really cool. You know, like I, I've got the spirit one when they did one back in like the mid eighties and they're really neat. And it's just so fun to see somebody pick up the baton and run with it next and see where it ends. So, I mean, obviously this one's going to have an outline and it'll be your responsibility to make the page happen. Each of the 80 pages in the special will represent a year. So like, 19 oh god 1939 19 or 1940 and then so on down the line and so that's going to be very exciting um something that i did notice that i so i'm sure you've seen the cover by now because everybody's run the news about it there were no fantastic four members on the cover i found that kind of interesting i didn't hear about that yeah so like i don't think anybody's really caught it yet or anybody's talking about it I mean, I'm not complaining because I'm very happy. Like the giant size X-Men are featured very prominently. Um, you know, we see Golden Age Captain America. We see a very modern age looking Iron Man, uh, Silver Age looking Thor. Uh, Hulk's on there. I forget how he looks. Oh, he's gray. So like an 80s looking Hulk and stuff like that. Uh, so they got a lot of a lot of stuff on there. But yeah, I was very surprised. No member of the Fantastic Four or even just have the Flaming Four in the background. No Marvel you know? First Family. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, embargoes are lifted. Fantastic Four is making them money again. You know? so <laughs> I guess it was just probably something that it just slipped. I don't know. It might have, yeah. But I'm super stoked. I mean, all the, like, George Perez is coming out of retirement to do a page. I mean, that's that's flipping cool. That's, that's incredible. I mean, he, he did, did just recently go into retirement, but it's yeah. retirement nonetheless. Yeah. So, I mean, that's so, I mean, I'm stoked for this. I just, I can't wait. Like, I kind of, I was sad because I was thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so cool. I could have Detective Comics 1000 and Marvel Comics 1000. <laughs> but Detective Comics, like, I could not, and I mean, I get it because it is just going to be the Batman thing. And I was very happy that they did that detective story for the first part of it. But I could find no cover. And I mean, I searched all of them. I was on eBay. I was on Amazon. I was on Google Images. I was everywhere looking for anything. And I could find nothing outside of Batman and villains. Huh. You know, not even like a hero's cover, like Batman and all his, you know, the Gotham Knights and stuff like that. I was very saddened by that because it's like, man, you'd think they would have had something, you know. Yeah. And I was also very blown away because I figured, okay, well, I could play with the idea of Alex Ross having drawn both covers. And now I'm kicking myself because I remember I, I subscribed to alexrossart.com so I get those emails. Yep. And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, it was like either $25 or $50 for the Detective Comics 1000 uh, Alex Ross cover. And I was like, eh, nah, I'm okay. <laughs> and now I'm kind of like, oh, my dude, that thing. 
like I, it's it was on a bid at last I watched at 153 bucks. Wow. So I was like, yeah, that's probably not happening. <laughs> but I did discover they made a hardcover Action Comics 1000, the deluxe edition. So I'm sure Marvel will follow suit. So I'm like, okay, well, there we go. That'll please my symmetry. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that should be, um, I want to say August. So we'll be talking about that as we get closer. But yeah, so start saving your bucks now because who knows what it's going to look like. Uh, but right now... Batman 71 is out. So this continues Tom King's big journey on the Batman mythos. And um, we are in the fall and the fallen. So we're really starting to see uh, Bruce and Thomas. Uh, they're, they're dealing with each other. Like, I think I, I, I don't think I read issue 70. I think that just slipped my mind. And, uh, but it's very exciting to see that the Flashpoint Batman is, is really here in our universe and he's causing Bruce some issues. Um, Batman the White Knight hardcover edition. So we've talked about this one. We both loved it. Batman the White Knight was a great, um, uh, like, I, you can't call it an Elseworlds, but you should call it an Elseworlds. You should, yeah. But it was just Is a it part great, of the Black Label? Did they even call it that? You know, I don't even know how you, like, I mean, it is. Like this is okay because it says right here this t- this title is the first collected edition from the new DC Black Label imprint. Okay, so I guess that's so it's a black label. Um, it definitely comes from the imagination of Sean Murphy. It's fantastic, and I know we're both very excited because he's going to be doing a sequel. Excited is is an interesting word because like I I am excited to read it. But where do you go after that first story? One, I'm super happy that we're going to get Azrael. But yeah. two. It's a pretty self-contained story. Like, yeah, you can still wonder what happens with the Joker because he's kind of he went back to being crazy at the end of the story. Sorry about spoilers, but <laughs> it's still just like, what do you do after that? After that point, I think you go bigger. Like you explore more of the world because that's true. You stayed in Gotham that whole first. Yeah, one. I mean, like if you think about it, like one of my favorite ones, Elseworlds. Um, well, two of them that come to mind. So Superman, Batman Generations. Uh-huh. So the first one was just Superman, Batman, and their families. And yeah, we'd get to see like little tangents of characters. But when they did Superman, Batman Generations 2, it went more Justice Society, Justice League. So we saw more of those characters. And when they did Generations 3, that dealt more with Darkseid and the Nuke Gods. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. Um, Justice League, The Nail. That one was definitely Justice League and... We saw the world in an absence of Superman. Then when they did the sequel, I think that one had more new gods involvement mm-hmm. as well. So, I mean, that that's that's where I'm thinking, you know. You, you start going with, uh, you know, maybe it's, what, Batman, the White Knight. I forget what he's calling the sequel, you know. But then it's like, you know, the Justice, the Honorary League or something <laughs> like that, you know. And, yeah, you have them. And they... I mean, just uh, his art style is very beautiful looking yeah. stuff. Um, I love how he deals. Like, I mean, his Batmobiles, holy cow, that that's was cool awesome, stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I love to think of Batman just ha- has a collection of all the different Batmobiles sitting in the cave. Yeah. Just for whatever occasion. Yeah. It's like, I think today, I think I'm going to use the returns one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I, that's where I, if, if he's listening, because I know, uh, I would say, you know, check out the rest of the universe. Let's start seeing what's going on. Because, God, <laughs> could you imagine if he starts getting his hands on the Green Lanterns? Ooh. Oh, yes. So, that would be awesome. <laughs> but, yeah. So, if you've missed out, treat yourself. This will be the first time it is in hardcover. It's part of the the um, uh, Black Label um, I want to call it Black Label Society. <laughs> Part of the uh, Black Label Top Shelf stuff. I don't think, though, because if I remember correctly, wasn't this the one that 
there were like some naughty bit pages and they, they weren't going to be allowing to print them in the standard comic. So then it was going to be put in one of the trades or something. Oh, that really? Didn't yeah. You, you're so, talking about other than Damnation. Isn't that what that was? Yeah, yeah. Damnation, we, we got to see Bruce in Bruce. his full. So this is something else. Uh, but this is, yeah, this was something else. So I, I don't know if or when or how we'll ever see that. Probably, honestly, probably never. Never again. Yeah, I don't think DC Comics is going to do that. But anyway, so moving along, uh, Justice League issue 24. So this is the big one before issue 25, and we just had the Year of the Villain special happen. So we're going to see a lot of things happen. This should show off the conclusion to the sixth dimension. Um, So we're going to see a lot of what's going to fall out of there and then obviously setting us up for the next big issue. So a lot of great stuff coming out of the league. Mr. Miracle hardcover, yes. (laughs) I've told you to buy the 12 issues. I've told you to buy the trade, and now it's time to buy the hardcover. I know I've got all of them lined up, and uh, you know every night I tuck them in and I read them. Um, I just I cannot rant and rave enough about this story. It's very exciting. Um, I'm excited for you, the new fan. Why? Because you get to read this whole thing in one sitting. You don't have to wait month by month and all that. So it was a beautiful story, very great artwork, uh, just very touching and endearing, so I highly recommend it. Um, this is a... I'm going to go big here, but this is a comic book phenomenon and they don't always come around. So it's very exciting to see when people take on a character and take them to new places. Uh, Nightwing will be hitting the 60th issue and now Dan Jurgens is a part of the Rick Grayson adventures. So it'll be very exciting to see where he takes this storyline as well. Um, I know he got mentioned in... Um, Oh, gosh. Actually, I think it was in that year of the villain special. Like they were talking about how they, they can use a way to acquire Rick Grayson for the, uh, the Court of Owls. So that's going to be very interesting to see where that, that takes us. Yeah. Like, in the well, it was in the, yeah, but it was in like the, oh, the, the last couple of pages yeah. where they're doing all the write ups. Okay. So, yeah. So that'll be, that'll be happening sooner or later. But that'll be kind of neat to see where they go there. Might be interesting uh, seeing as how we know in the original Court of Owls story, Nightwing or. Dick Grayson was supposed to be a talent. He was being yeah. he was being groomed uh, for, groomed it, for it. Yeah. So uh, Rick Grayson doesn't have the Dick Grayson baggage. So maybe what, he still there. has the skill. He still has yeah. a talent. He could become the uh, the next talent. Yep. This might be so. It's gonna get very scary. Very scary. And then my story of Donna Troy becoming the new Nightwing happens. Hey, there you go. <laughs> There's a reason why we save these digitally. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, Superman issue 11 will be hitting. And again, the Superman books are very big right now with, uh, uh, what's his name? Brian Michael Bendis taking over. So we're going to see some more of the unity saga. Uh, and this will basically have the house of L go after that weird faced dude who destroyed Krypton. I don't even remember the things. Name. Oh, Ragul. Ragul. Yeah. Ragul. Ragu. Call. Some I know, ran, yeah, core. Yeah, that thing. So yeah, <laughs> uh, Teen Titans hits issue thirty. So uh, definitely a lot of teen angst in that book. Like all the characters hate each other. <laughs> so it's very interesting. And this is dealing with for those of you that are fans of Deathstroke. This is dealing with the fallout from issue forty three. So you know the cover has a very big how 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 could you. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, but if you like your Teen Titans very heroic and differently challenged, then I would point you into the direction of Teen Titans by Jeff Johns, Volume 3, trade paperback. And this starts delving into the whole um, crossover with the Outsiders and then Superboy finding out that he is both a mix of Superman and Lex Luthor. So that was kind of an interesting one because I remember the shaved head and the, yep. the, the slashed L. So that was pretty Which, wild stuff. Which... 
depending on who tell who tells the story, that that was a mandate because of the whole Schuster and Siegel at Superboy S. Like, oh, does yeah. it count? Does it not count? You know, do they own the rights to it? Kind of thing. Yep. Oh yeah, some tough stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then this is a neat one. Uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was one of the few characters that actually had a very exciting New Fifty Two run. So Wonder Woman by Brian Azzarello and um, Cliff Chiang. Uh, they're getting the omnibus treatment. So this will collect all of their stories, issues 0 through 35, the point one episode, and also the origin story from Secret Origins number 6. So this is a very strong tour de force. Um, very beautiful art. Cliff has just amazing layouts, uh, very dynamic, especially with the colors. I don't know if he self-colors or whoever, but that is just a great mix. So if you are looking for a very strong done in one collection of Wonder Woman, I would point you in that direction. Uh, going on to the other side of the fence over at the Marvelous competition, Age of X-Men is continuing on. This week we get two issues, Next Gen issue four and Marvelous X-Men issue four. Now this Marvelous X-Men is going to pique my interest because it shows the Age of X-Men Jean Grey and I can't tell if it's a power manifestation of hers or if she's holding something, but basically it shows new X-Men Cyclops holding new X-Men Jean Grey. So, wow. Yeah, if you ever want to get my attention, you grab me by the summers. That's how that mm -hmm. works. So I am very interested to finally journey into that world. Um, Amazing Spider-Man issue 18.HU for Hunted uh, will be getting a second print. Amazing Spider-Man issue 19 will be getting a second print. But that works perfectly because Amazing Spider-Man issue 21 will be out on the shelves. And this will continue the um, Hunted story arc. I, I'm burnt out and the thing isn't even over, but wow. I mean, I guess I feel bad. I'm ragging on it all the time, but I mean, this is, I guess, so I don't know if you remember this one, but, um, Spider-Man, the gauntlet. Yeah. I thought that was going to be a cool one and it was, I mean, it started off pretty good, but then it just took forever and it petered out and <laughs> it was like, Hey, we're going to take a break. So let's throw in a lizard arc, but we'll call it the gauntlet lizard, you know? <laughs> and that's what I worry about here. I, I, I think this will be an epic tour de force, which is great for this generation of Spider-Man fans. I hope it's all you want. I just I just say, you know, definitely check your stamina because this is going to be a lot of issues. Um, Amazing Spider-Man Epic Collections will be releasing volume 19, and this will be the Assassin Nation. So this is where we really get to explore the world of Silver Sabre and all her fun stuff. Avengers No Road Home issue 9 gets a second printing. Black Widow will be on her fifth issue, and I'm going to double check because I don't know if this is a mini series or not, but it's titled Endgame. Mm. Ooh, what 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 great synergy there! See, that's a, that's interesting because you said you had that Assassination uh -huh. um, book, which is Silver Sable, which Sony is out there saying you know they they at one time they were going to make a silver and black movie, which was Black Hat and Silver Sable. Yes. Now it's looking more like since they're going to be developing all these new TV shows based off of Sony Spider-Man villains or whatever, um, they might get a Silver Sable TV show. Um, but Black Widow, I would definitely put her in the assassin game. Uh, I mean, before she became an Avenger, she was a Russian assassin. Yeah. So. Well, I tell you, if you're going to do black and silver, it should have been that Black Widow and Silver yeah, Sable. That's true. You know, but again, it's just rather unfortunate that the two can't play They're nice not, with each no. other. Um, um, but what. And then another thing was to say with uh, when we got at the end of. 
Secret Empire. Uh, yes. Okay. We had the black. We had Black Widow die. Right. She had to. Yeah. She, she got killed. She had to get killed so that everybody would see that to, uh, that Steevil Steevil was evil. Was evil. <laughs> um. So we get what was that book? Uh, Journey into Mystery. No. What was the name of the book with oh, the, the Winter Soldier and Hawkeye together? Tales of Suspense. Tales of Suspense. That's right. Yes. So we get that book, and we at the end of it, we find out that the reason why Black Widow hasn't aged and seems to come back from the dead all the time is because she's a clone. She's been repeatedly cloned. Everybody that was in the Red Room has cloned bodies in the Red Room. So every time <laughs> they die, a mutant, I forget what the name of the mutant was, downloads their memory from a lo- lo- uh, uh, remote location and then puts it into the new clone body. The clone body wakes up, doesn't realize that it had died, that they had died, they just wake up and then they go back to yeah. fighting. Uh, Red... Uh, with the help of Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, uh, Black Widow kind of puts an end to this whole thing and get and brings back everybody for one last time. Everybody that's died that has a clone body, and then says, "Hey, the rest of the bodies are dead. You know, those things, they're, they're, you don't get another try after this." Um, but my my question it to you is: after watching Endgame, once again, spoilers if you haven't watched it yet, we have a dead we have a dead Black Widow, but we know we hit next year we have a Black Widow movie. So, there is a lot of speculation out there, and don't, and I don't care who you hear this from, <laughs> nobody knows what this movie is about yet. Yep, nobody unless, knows anything. Unless, unless they're working on the movie, none of those sites, none of those podcasts. com, and everybody has, it's all conjecture. It's all conjecture and speculation. So... What's my spin? <laughs> <laughs> my spin is do do they do they pull that? Because some people are saying it's going to be a pre uh, uh, origin movie. Right. You know, we're gonna ha- we're gonna show Black Widow when she first goes into the Red Room, Scarlet or not Scarlet uh, Natasha when she goes into the fir- into the Red Room. Uh, some people are saying that there will be intercuts. It will be part of someone telling the story of Natasha going through the Red Room to the new person going through the Red Room, and who will then get the title of Black Widow. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What I'm I'm saying, what if they bring in the Tales to Astonish storyline of there's a clone body of uh, Natasha and it gets the new, and basically Scarlett Johansson gets to keep continue playing Black Black Widow in the MCU. You know, I I wouldn't mind it. Honestly, I I, I like it, it's funny because I remember they did this that concept the whole clones cloning back from the dead. I'm gonna I'm gonna nick I'm trademarking that and cloning back from the dead because um, they did it with Cable as well. They did the same yep. thing to him. Like he dies and he consciously downloads himself, sends it to the new body, and wakes up. And it's like okay, here we go. And I'm thinking to myself, but if you're gonna do that to yourself, why do you still let yourself be infected with the To virus? Like Ooh, give yourself good, a yeah. break, you know? Yeah. Like why are you well, keeping yourself in check? Didn't they do that one time with with uh, Cable being like, if he gets rid of the To virus, his power is way too like he's way too powerful and he becomes godlike. Well, that's what X man would be yeah exactly yeah. that you're, yeah, you're right know. but i mean i trust nathan summers from the 616 yeah but i don't the know power if i trust corrupts. The, i think know. i really oh, yeah absolute power yeah you know that whole phrase because i think that was in a deadpool a deadpool cable book like he gets well, rid of the you really trust that source yeah <laughs> you're right but you're you're not wrong <laughs> you know so it's tough like i mean i i definitely would see that i mean i, I look at this so that my my my, my thought on the, the 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 black widow film I just think it's going to be the Black Widow, Black Widow origin story. I think okay. we're gonna we're gonna go into that. Maybe they'll do the twist where the person telling the story is Natasha, 
And it's like, oh my God, how is she alive? And they don't need to resolve that because that movie is just there for Black Widow. They could be setting it up, you know, like I would like to think of it being that way that maybe it's Natasha saving young girls from the Red Room. That would be best. You know, and throughout that we see her kind of like, you know, dealing with some stuff. Maybe we sneak away. We get to see Budapest finally. I think that's what they call it. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, her and Hawkeye keep referring back to Budapest, but I think that you should just keep that as a running joke. And yeah, that'd be n- fun. Never know yeah. what it is. Yeah, we never see it. But yeah, so that's how I kind of feel it would be. I, I think it's, you know, because there's a ton of great story to tell with Black Widow that doesn't negate her death, but still gives us Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. And, you know, it, it just doesn't matter how you put it in there. Because, like, like with Captain Marvel, you could watch that whole film, and if you don't watch the uh, the mid-credit teaser, uh-huh. it's a film that stands on its own. Yeah. You know, and you don't have to know how it connects to everything else. It just was a movie that was made. Mm-hmm. And you could do that with Black Widow. And I don't think it cheats anything, and, you know, it's a win-win. So, I mean, that's, that's ultimately how I want to see it. But if they did go that route, no, that'd be exciting, you know, because now it's like, because again, what would be interesting is, okay, with the soul stone, just because your body died doesn't mean that your soul's free or just because you have a body. So could you imagine if at the start of that film, you have just like this muscle memory Natasha running around because the body died. The signal got sent, but there was no receive. Right. And then it unleashes the body. So, I mean, fuck, you could have <laughs> this just killer Natasha. Yep. And then it's up to Clint. And Clint's got to do it. And, you know, he's got to be the one who's like, hey, you know, Nat, come back. And, you know, he partially saves her. And now that's the price where it's like, because they could even steal that a little bit from the Winter Soldier book when, um, when, when Buck first got his own series so for the first 18 issues they were written by ed brubaker and so natasha was kidnapped mind wiped and bucky had to save her and then when he does save her she's natasha but she doesn't remember the winter soldier Mm. so could you imagine she's natasha but she doesn't remember the avengers yeah no i'm all for i mean you could totally be and then that could be like a, a future movie of like Whoever it is, it could be Hawkeye, since she's you know their best friends in this in the MCU world. Like him trying to figure out a way to get her soul back from the from the Soul Stone. Like that's the the whole yeah. thing was like it only took her soul in exchange. So her body and her memories could still be in her in her thing. She just wouldn't have any, any. There wouldn't her soul wouldn't be there to stop her from doing bad. Yeah, kind of thing. So that that'd be an interesting movie. Yeah, it'd be something else. I mean, I'm excited that we're we're getting it. And I'm curious to see what it's going to be. And yeah, for my hopes, that's what I would think. But I, I, I'd play it safe and let's get the origin. Because yeah. I do. I, like, I remember, and I'm bummed that I never read it, but they did a, a Black Widow origin comic, mm-hmm. uh, like a six issue mini. And it had, you know, her time with, you know, the Red Room, with Buck, with Wolverine, and with Matt Murdock. And it was like, and you'd think I would have been all over that. And for some reason, I bought it. I just didn't read them. Ugh. And now they're lost in the boxes. Oh, man. <laughs> what did it cost? Everything. Three ninety nine an issue. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> Which feels like everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let's see. So, yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah. Black Widow issue five will be out. Uh, Captain Marvel. This is going to be a big week. So, if you've been missing out and you want to get back on, on it, there you go. Captain Marvel issue one will be getting a third printing. And Captain Marvel issues two, three, and four will be getting a second printing. So, if you go to your LCS, you will be able to pick up the first four issues of her new series. 
<clears throat> and if you like that, Captain Marvel Star Force trade paperback will be released. Uh, this will not be related to anything you think you know. This will all be different stuff. So this is actually Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Steve Epting. So this is like 70s, you know, 60s, 70s. And so basically, this is going to be a lot of first appearances, origin stories, and a couple of team-ups. So if you want to learn more about your Marvel Cosmic, this is definitely a book to go to. Star Force wasn't that big. Like, they had a couple of issues, and that was about it. <laughs> well, the Captain but, Marvel book definitely, or movie, made it made them more yeah, relevant. Popped them up there. Uh, let's see. Cosmic Ghost Rider Destroys Marvel History Issue 2 gets a second printing. That's just a fun little playing around. You know, it's like when you take your toys and you decide to have that crossover. That's been what that's been. <laughs> uh, Daredevil Issue 3 gets a second printing. And then we get Daredevil Issue 5. I am loving this book. Um, I've been so busy lately, I haven't been able to write up some reviews. But in case you didn't know, I would tell you to read Daredevil number four. I think it's implied, people. Come on. <laughs> uh, let's see. Giant Man, he's going to be joining in on the uh, War of the Realms. So we're going to have a lot of giant men teaming up to go stomp some evil frost giants. There we go. That's what they're called. So that'll be exciting. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy issue three gets a second print. And then Guardians of the Galaxy issue five will be out as well. Uh, this will continue on with the quest to discover who is Thanos. So Thanos died, but not his mind. So it's going to be out there somewhere. And that's why everybody's thinking, oh, it must be Gamora. So they're going to hunt to try to kill her and see what's going on there. Immortal Hulk issue 17 will be out. And Immortal Hulk... Um, this is crazy. I mean, the book's been great and it really has. Um, and it is blowing up on the secondary market. Like I'm hearing people are buying the back issues at like 20 to 20 plus high 20 plus or more dollars a back. Wow. issue. That's insane. So if you've been Who's buying the writer those, on this Al Ewing, Oh, wow. I got to say you're right, because I've been crediting Tenesti Coates for the longest time. But yes, it's Al Ewing and he's killing it. And I mean, it's he's like the horror like, that's what Hulk is. Hulk yeah. is horror, and it's exciting to see what he's doing with this book. So, yeah, if you really want to see a very troubled Bruce Banner and some horror, oh, man. Now, if you want to get those back issues for less, the way you do it, it's called Trade Paperbacks. Uh, Immortal Hulk Volume 3, Hulk in Hell. So that'll collect the third story arc, which, if my math is correct, that should be issues 13 through something. <laughs> I was going to say through 18, but 17 is coming out, so that's odd. Uh, but yeah, no. So if you want to collect the stories, definitely go back and get those. Iron Heart will be hitting issue six. Major X, issue two, second printing. Why? Nobody really knows. Uh, Marvel Masterworks will continue on, and they'll be continuing the adventures of the Invincible Iron Man, hitting volume 12. So if you are looking at more old school stuff, this would be great. And this works out perfectly for our podcast because today, Marvel Tales Iron Man number one will be released. These are fun books. Why? Because they take a lot of the character's essence and collect a bunch of great stories and put them together. So this one will be celebrating the eighth anniversary of of Marvel Comics by focusing on Iron Man. So if you're done listening to our podcast, go and get yourself a copy of this. Why? Because it'll actually have a reprint of Tales of Suspense issue 39, the very first Iron Man comic book. So that's going to be very exciting to see that. 
And then there's uh, Pepper Potts' first appearance and tells us suspense issue 45. So that's right. For a whole six issues, Tony was just all over the place. <laughs> then issue 150 of Iron Man gets reprinted. And this one will have uh, Bob Layton, David Mischenlein, and John Romita team up. So if I remember the correctly, that will, yeah, that's actually the King Arthur Iron Man Doctor Doom fight. Wow. So yeah, uh, Tony and Victor go back in time. And now they're in the the age of irons. So that's really exciting stuff there. Um, Old Man Quill will be hitting its fifth issue. I'm enjoying that. Like, I know you did Old Man Hawkeye. Um, I'm loving this world. Like, I'm very excited to see more. So I can't wait. Yeah, I'm doing Old Man Quill as well. It's, uh, oh, I I have been, I think I did issue two was the last one I read so far. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we had this conversation too. What what, what would be the next character that you'd want to see do Old Man version of in that world? Because we got Logan, then we got Hawkeye, and now we got Quill, which we did make comment about this before. Like, why did it go last name, code name, and then last name again? Yeah. Why is it not old, why is it not old man Star Lord? Or why was it not old man Wolverine? Or why was it not old man Barton? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious. Does that mean anything or was it just eh, that's think, more recognizable? I the only thing that I can think is that by the time you get to old man Logan, he's done being Wolverine. He's, he hasn't been Wolverine. And when you get to old man Hawkeye, he's still Hawkeye. Mm, like, that's a good point. In old man Logan, he, you could you could say that he's not Hawkeye anymore. He was just Barton. Yeah. But uh, but then old man Quill, obviously Star Lord gave up being uh, being Star Lord because of what happened to his family. Yeah, he became the king and then lost the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think I think a, uh, to keep the world alive and to take a different spin, uh, here's what I would throw at you: old man Doom. Let's look at it from a bad guy's point of view. Let's see. I mean, that's who he's know? going up against. And yeah, he's dead. Well, in, I mean, it could be. Quill. I mean, who knows if somebody's controlling those? That's true. Bots, you know, but I think that'd just be fun. Like, let's look at somebody. You know, we like, should. You should get to old, see a villain, old man Brock. You know, or something like that. That could be. That could be definitely interesting. Now I'm gonna throw one at you, because you know DC and Marvel they love to steal from each other, right? Because we already All got right. old old lady Harley. Yep. So I want another one. Who would you do if you're in the DC universe? Old what? Is it staying in the old man, old lady Harley universe? Like, or do, does it get to have his, his or her own universe? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it, it would be tangentially to old old woman Harley, so I wouldn't hold you to anything. Okay. I mean, I don't even think the book held itself to Because <laughs> Harley Quinn's just fun, you know? It's yeah, not yeah. Like, oh, we're, like, this is where the next crisis will come from. Uh, I mean, my, my instinct went straight to... Uh, Oliver Queen, Ooh. so the old man Queen. But um, if I wanted to try and be something interesting, I almost thought the question for a second, like Ooh, how does old man say how does that work? Like does does the question age? He should. He's just a man. He's just a dude. But what would that look like? So. You know what would be fun with that book? What's that? You could create this whole wicked mystery, and he's done it. He's convinced Satana to come with him. He's convinced Bruce to come out of retirement, and then all of a sudden you come to find out he's just senile. <laughs> you know, that's not a bad story. Like to, to have a detective that grows old and like goes on this adventure to, to figure something out, and then at the, at the very end his friends or whoever's with him says, yeah, you already, you already 
figured this one out like 20 years ago or like we <laughs> he, he's just solving the same mystery over and over again or oh she god, is. that would be the worst to the, yeah. yeah every march oh god here comes sage again <laughs> let me act surprised <laughs> oh the city of gold <laughs> yeah let's go do that one again <laughs> did you have did you have someone in, in the dc universe did you like to see so I, two that come to my mind i think nightwing would be fun just because he's so related to a lot of characters that we kind of saw that in new new yeah. order though oh that's a good point so i mean maybe there's something there or definitely i would go hal jordan just because then you can go in outer space as well yeah you know but then i'd be worried that that's too similar to quill but who cares do we see <laughs> do we ever see old lanterns do or is is like a, is a is that like a thing like you know you you don't see uh you don't get to see too many old law enforcement officers kind of thing yeah you, you know is it something yeah like they don't retirement isn't an option here yeah <laughs> You know, it's tough because they're aliens, so you never know, like, right, oh, who's old and who's not. who's not and stuff like that. And I mean, Hal is the first of the Earth lanterns for space, so. I mean, unless you, know. you count Alan Scott. Well, but even then, his Green Lantern is, is different. different. Yeah. So, He's yeah. not a part of the core. Yeah. And so I don't know. I mean, that, that would be interesting. So, yeah, that's why it would be kind of interesting because it's like, is it is it uncharted territory you know now i remember when they did those futures end books mm-hmm. on the new 52 and i know i bought it and i know i read it <laughs> didn't but retain I guess it it wasn't that good <laughs> so yeah there, there's something there all right so enough enough playing with that uh moving along this is the this is my my pick of the week this is the book i would tell you to buy and if you don't like it i'll buy it off you spider-man life story issue three I love this book. So we're on issue three. Does that mean the 80s? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, I. Oh, my God. Issue two. Issue two. I made the mistake of reading this when I was at work. And I had no one to talk to. <laughs> and I was losing it, man. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, they used the clone saga. The clone saga in, in the, the 70s. 70s. Yeah. Because well, when it originally happened, you know, I was like, oh, this was wicked. So, I mean, the 80s, dude, this is going to be awesome. So, the cover definitely shows, it shows Spider-Man in his, uh, in the black suit. Um, so, let's see here. The real-time life story of Spider-Man continues. It's the 1980s, and Peter's life gets upended with wars, both global and secret, and death stalks him at every turn. With a family and a world to protect, can he save everyone before it's too late? So, th- Craven the Hunter is pro- is gonna have a huge part. I mean, right there, death stalks him at every turn. Um, that story that everybody hyped up, and we finally did a deep dive, and, and we realized you should have left it there. <laughs> the Grim Hunt or Craven's Last Hunt. So, I mean, those are gonna be some big parts. I'm very excited to see. Um, because one thing that I love that Chip Zardaski did with this is he didn't just stay with Spider-Man. He also went to the rest of the Marvel Universe. So, I mean, we're seeing hints of civil war already. So, I mean, this is going to be exciting to see Iron Man and Cap are on opposing sides because of a Vietnam. And then the heroes get pulled in outer space for the secret war. Holy cow. Like, <laughs> so, oh, my God. So, if this is the 80s is that, that and this is real time, that puts him at, in his 30s, right? Um, let's see. So, so 16... Teens in the 60s, 20s, 30s, yeah, yeah. So 30s so in the 80s. So by the time, it's supposed to be a six-issue mini? I think so. So by the time we yeah, get six to, issues. Yeah, by the time we get to it, he's going to be in his 60s. Yeah. In 2020? Something like that. Yeah, Let's see, there. 80s, 90s, thousands, and tens. Oh, so it'd be so the it'll just it'll just tens. end last decade, yeah. Uh, this decade. There we go, old man Parker. <laughs> 
Yeah, so no, but I am loving this series. I cannot recommend it enough to you. All right, let's see here. Uh, Symbiote Spider-Man issue one kicks off with a second printing. Sorry, I thought that sounded familiar. So the five-part miniseries that should be hyping you up for the uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. The first issue will be getting a second printing. Thor by Jason Aaron, Russell Dowderman, Volume 3, hardcover will be out. Um, Jason Aaron has left a huge impact on Thor. And however you're collecting this, I don't know how because there's there's so many different ways. But this will continue on the 2015 series. So this was more of the focus of the Jane Foster stuff. But I know Marvel does a great job when they put out their deluxe hardcover. So this might be the way to go. Let me ask you this since uh, technically the... The the Far From Home trailer came out after we got done recording. Oh, yes. Um, even though the episode came out after the trailer did. But Time travel. We're getting <laughs> the Infinity Stones. <laughs> what? How do you feel about that trailer? I am more excited now. Yeah? Yeah. Because, like, I mean, I, I, cool, Spider-Man. All right. I'm going to see Spider-Man in high school again. Cool. All right. All right. Yeah. Tom Holland's great. Okay. Yeah, cool. And then, you know, wake up one morning and it's like, all right. If you haven't seen Endgame, don't watch this trailer. <laughs> okay, you've got my interest. And they went there. And I'm excited because I was talking with Rafa, actually. And, like, like how much closure do we get from Endgame? Maybe the last 15 minutes of the movie? Yeah, I mean, from the events of Endgame. Yeah. The closure okay, from yeah. the events of Endgame. There because the, the closure, the Endgame gives you closure for the events of all the MCU. Right. But then there's stuff that happens in Endgame that you need to have closure for also. Yeah. Which and, I understand what you're saying. That's uh, that's why I'm excited for this. Like, uh-huh. This is that epilogue issue yep. in a giant crossover. That's so. why this is considered part of uh, phase three and not the beginning of phase four. Yeah, the whole Infinity Saga. Yeah. So I'm, I'm stoked. Like, I'm actually more hyped for this movie than I was before. How do you feel about this Agent Beck from Earth 833? That sounds like a great illusion. <laughs> illusion. Yep. <laughs> because um, you know what, what I'm thinking? Uh, I, I'm going to throw out a wild theory. I don't even think that's Nick Fury in the movie. I've heard this speculation. Really? Okay, somebody else is... Uh, yeah, so the, what if Maria Hill, Nick Fury... Yeah, what if they're all just, just illusions? Just LMDs illusions, or whatever. Just, yeah, just know? to throw off Spider-Man. Yeah. So that even the, the part in the trailer when uh, uh, Peter Parker is talking to MJ and she's like, what, that you're Spider-Man? It's pretty obvious, like kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, what if that's also just an illusion? What if yeah. that's that's Mysterio fucking with him, like kind of yeah, thing? Like, throw him off his game. Yeah, he's he's screwing with him hard. Because, I mean, it makes sense that it's Mysterio if you start talking about the multiverse. Because mm-hmm. when we had Spider-Men, it was Mysterio who was going back and forth between here and the Ultimates. Didn't know that. And he's what got Peter and and Miles to meet for the first time. Okay. Um, so that's cool because if you do look in the comics, ooh, but I, I just, in the world of misdirect and you're, I mean, are we going to trust Mysterio of all people? You shouldn't. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm kind of thinking to myself, you know, what if in this world he was a former employee of Stark Industries? So remember in, um, Civil War when we saw that VR stuff they were talking about, mm-hmm. what if he was the guy in charge of that? And then after the Civil War, looking, yeah. yeah, now it's gone and his project is not getting funded and he's pissed. So he's a scientist engineer now instead of just being a special effects yeah, special effects guy. yeah yeah so you do something to that effect and now he's like all right maybe he's got it in his mind that peter's going to be the one who knows something about iron man tech or the inheritor of stark stuff i definitely think that he'll be inheriting some some of stark stuff like you see him wearing stark's glasses at one point sunglasses yeah. so um yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for it. Like Jake Gyllenhaal is selling me oh, yeah, on it a lot. Yeah, you can't lose with Jake. Um, but 
yeah, I don't. I, this the, the whole Mysterio part of it is just really got me going, uh, wondering what what that's going to be about. Like those elementals that he's going to be fighting that have to be illusions. Like, yeah, it's the whole point of Mysterio. Like he came on acting like he was being a superhero, was like saving people, but in actuality, he was it was all distraction so that he could steal things. So, yeah. and, it's and perfect shock and awe. And you know what? This is going to be the biggest the the biggest reveal for me in the Spider-Man movies of whether or not he actually has spider spider sense. Because I really feel like the only time we've seen him use spider sense is in Infinity War when uh, you know he's on, oh, the, on bus the bus and yeah. the arm kind of freaks out. But you could I could I can ration I've done out, that. <laughs> I, yeah I can rational ration out that ration rationalize that yeah. that is just because a spaceship came into the atmosphere and thus ionically charged the rest of the atmosphere kind of thing. Like, it's not supposed to be yeah, there. He could have been touching the bus and the metal just felt funny. Exactly. I remember sometimes when bare skin touches cold. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Those weren't spider senses. So, those were goosebumps. <laughs> so, yeah, because if he can't tell what is an illusion and what's not illusion, that tells me he doesn't have spider sense. Yeah. And we're they're not making it a point to be like, you He's know, look, look around, there's a spider sense. Like, what was the name of his... Karen, his, uh, his AI and his in his suit oh in gosh Far yeah from, in home homecoming i think it was called karen i think you're right i think i think he called it karen um that uh that that kind of acted like his spider sense for it. it's like yeah. hey there's a guy coming or hey i can put out cameras everywhere for you kind of thing like it, yeah, we're getting rid of spider-man and making him iron man yay yeah, right <laughs> uh all right that i just wanted to ask you about the far from home no, trailer. I'm, I'm stoked like that 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 trailer got me excited even more for the film so okay. yeah it it's got my money all right, let's see. True Believers. So if you want to save some money, True Believers, Marvel's greatest creators, Luke Cage, Power Man, Piranha. So this one will focus on the first appearance of the Piranha, one of Luke's strange villains. So this will be reprinting Power Man issue 30. Um, Uncanny X-Men will hit the 18th issue. Um, so I think you've read issue 17, yeah? Uh, uh, the Funeral? Six- I think 16 was the last one I read. Okay. So 17 was a great issue. I know a lot of people, they felt controversy. I I think it was a great way to highlight the problem that's out there, you know, and I'm going to leave it at that. But issue 18, there was a there was a tail cliffhanger. I don't know if that, what a tail cliffhanger is. There was a cliffhanger ending, and so I'm very excited to see it picked up on this one. Um Venom issue 12 will be getting a reprint, so that's a big thing because we're going to have a big uh, absolute carnage coming this summer from Marvel, so look at that issue for reasons. War of the Realms issue 4 will be out, so that'll continue on the big story. So we're on the downward slope for that story arc. Uh, War of the Realms Journey into Mystery issue 1 will be getting a second printing. Spider-Man in the League of Realms will be beginning as well. So that's a three-issue focusing on Spider-Man and his actions. Um, War of the Realms Strike Force, the War Avengers issue one will be out there. So if you are a Savage Avengers fan, uh, this could have been the team to be looking at. And this one's interesting because we have Black Widow, um, Captain Britain, Sif, Captain Marvel, Hulkverine, Venom, Deadpool, and the Winter Soldier. So we get to see them come together and take on Malaketh and his forces. So I, I think that one's one of the ones I will be picking up. And then Web of Venom, well, oh my God, I can't pronounce it. <laughs> Web of Venom, Cult of Carnage, issue one, is getting a second printing. So again, I would wager that's a safe bet that this book will definitely have some of the secrets 
as to what's coming this summer. And that is what's on your news racks. Not your news racks, your comic books. Your stands. comic book racks. Where your am racks. I? Where it's am I okay. coming from? Uh, all right. So, yeah, what we want to talk about this week, we want to talk about Tony Stark. Tony Stark, Iron Man. Uh, at some points, not called Iron Man. Sometimes uh, not the man in the Iron Man suit. But uh, Tony Stark is Iron Man, as we all know. Thanos yeah. is inevitable. Iron Tony is Iron Man. <laughs> So, so I brought this one up to you today. I thought this would be a fun one because I, I, I think we are very lucky that we got to see Robert Downey Jr. play the character. Um, definitely just awesome stuff. Iron Man's been a character that I've appreciated, but I didn't really appreciate him as, appreciate him as much as I should have. Um, I remember looking at issues anytime I'd see him, you know, flip through them. The thing I always loved about Iron Man comic books was the foiled covers. Those were yeah. great because he is a he's, he's a metallic. superhero yeah. and metallic. So it's like those are some of the best. Um, I love the fact that it was him and War Machine as well. I thought that was great um, because I saw DC had sidekicks. Marvel had peers. So, you know, we had the U.S. agent, um, Thunderstrike, and War Machine. So I thought that was very cool. And so I, I just thought about Iron Man more and more. And in my thinking of Iron Man, I, I ran across the old theme song from the 90s cartoon, I Am Iron Man. Right. And I loved it. So it just made me think about, wow, there's so much to Iron Man. And I know a lot of people are just thinking that's it because, well, Robert Downey Jr. is done. He may be done, but that doesn't mean that's it for Iron Man. No. So we're going to talk about the 616 Iron Man, how we've interacted with him, how we've met him, and just some of the great stuff that's out there for you to experience when it comes to Iron Man. Now, we've talked about this several times before. Like Iron Man in the comic books before Robert Downey Jr., it wasn't the same character. Like they weren't exactly the same. We love the fact that Robert Downey Jr. got cast as Tony Stark because of the similarities in their hardships and their returns. Like right. Robert Downey Jr. very publicly had a drug problem. He went to jail for it. He he came out, went to rehab. You know, he turned his life around. He he got back into being one of the one of the best actors of our generation. Tony Stark for the longest time was was a huge alcoholic he ended up having to overcome that i mean there's a, the, the storyline is demon in a bottle yeah. him having to you know i i remember i remember reading ultimates uh in the ultimate yeah. universe and like they they went a whole completely different way with that it's like you don't understand he has to drink he has to drink just to have the courage for this billionaire playboy philanthropist to put on an iron man suit and go out there and fight space aliens that that tower uh skyscrapers he has to drink he has to calm yeah, his nerves you gotta cut that edge <laughs> <laughs> but uh in the 616 universe like he's been around for much longer right. the the alcoholism came from being of that era like kind of thing you know oh, yeah and then uh, it became it became a real world problem like you can't sh show kids a guy who's constantly drinking and, and make him their hero kind of thing. So now we have demon in, the, in a bottle, but his redemption, his redemption arc is what we, we see in Robert Downey Jr. Now Robert Downey Jr. Comes in and he's, he has quips. He has sarcastic remarks. He, <laughs> he's uh he's lovable. He's charming. You know, these are the things that we, we now see in, in, uh, in Iron Man when he's written in the comic book form, like Iron Man, Tony Stark before was, was all about, uh, I'm rich. I'm smart. You just need to follow what I say, kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, now it's all cut with, uh, well, I'm I'm a funny guy too. <laughs> yeah, I, I can play that. 
So, so I, I think it's interesting. It it is one of the ones that I have. I'm totally on board for the comic books adapting what we're seeing in the movies a little bit more, just because it makes the character that much more lovable. Oh yeah, no, I mean I, I I like the fact that they've given him more personality, um, because for the longest time Tony did kind of seem a little bit like a stick in the mud, mm-hmm. um, and that was just because that was hard. I mean Marvel does a great job of their side characters and their villains that sometimes their main characters lose out, uh, because I know for the longest time Captain America was a hard comic to read, and uh, when they did I want to say I think it was Volume Four or around September the the post September eleventh um, series. That was the first time we saw somebody put emotion into Captain America. And Mm -hmm. when they put emotion into Captain America, it makes it huge. Uh, Chris Evans has changed the face of Captain America because he's brought in a lot of it, too. You know, it's so it's it's exciting to see that because I'm very glad because like I was saying earlier, you know, you'd go and you'd watch these movies and it's like, man, uh, you know, the the Tobey Maguire first Spider-Man when that movie came out, that was huge. And. You know, it was great and it was exciting. And yeah, you know, okay, he's not doing mechanical web shooters. All right, whatever. That's cool. But then what happened in our comics? It changed. They changed And I was like, oh, come on. Don't take that away. (laughs) So, I mean, I like what works and what doesn't. And I like sometimes the interchanges. And if, you know, hey, we want to take Tony Stark and make him a little bit more glib. Cool. That's fine with me. You know, and I think they've done a great job with it. But before we get to the Robert Downey Jr., you had a character that stood on his own and he was a great character. So we go to uh, 1963, Tales of Suspense, number 39, March. Yep. What is the Tales of Suspense before issue number 39? So Tales of Suspense was literally your, probably your Cold War book, your spy book, uh, just because like you had all the, the aliens and monsters out there, but Tales of Suspense was, it was just an anthology book. Um, it, it would feature whatever Stanley came up with, uh, Jack Kirby wanted to draw, things like that. So I don't think we had any major characters in it. Um, but yeah, it would just be like... Isn't that where Doctor Strange came from too, eventually? No. Oh, this is suspense. Wasn't he... Mystery. Mystery. Was he Journey to Mystery? Uh, no, not Journey to Mystery. Um, gosh darn it. Because now I'm thinking Tells to Astonish. But I don't know if that's right. Because I know Tales of Suspense became the Captain America book. Oh. Yeah. Um, gosh, now, now I got... I, I don't think it was there. I don't think it was there. Okay. Um, I forget where. But anyways, yeah. So it was just... It was a tryout book. You know, it's like, hey, let's just do some... Let's do some crazy stuff. Um, it had like a science fiction focus on it. Because I'm actually... I'm looking... I cheated and I used the internet. So Tales of Suspense, the first cover, uh, it shows a bunch of guys in outer space suits and they're, you know, they're dealing with... I dared to explore the unknown emptiness, you know, so it almost looks like a challenges of the unknown mm. wannabe type of thing. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so it was just an anthology book, a great tryout place. Superheroes were returning. DC Comics had a fantastic deal with their Silver Age. Marvel Age came along with the Fantastic Four. So yeah, we get Iron Man in issue 39. Uh, then eventually the book is shared between both Iron Man and Captain America. Iron Man goes on to launch the Invincible Iron Man number one, and then tells us or tell yeah tells us suspense with issue one hundred becomes Captain America, and so that's what happens to that comic series again. Uh, like you mentioned earlier, though, it was tells us suspense where we got Winter Soldier and Hawkeye to team up. So the title's out there, 
It's just, just needs, what are we needing it needs to, to be? keep coming up. Like we need to keep having more <laughs> tales of suspense uh, anthology stories. So, so yeah. So, but yeah, definitely. Um, like when Tony first came out, um, it was it was interesting because it's like, how do you wait? How do you make a a weapons mongrel look heroic? Yeah, I mean, so uh, as the legend goes, he's uh, Tony Stark is very much. Um, modeled after Howard Hughes, uh, another weapons uh, developer, um, and whether or not you go into the whole, hey, he didn't cut his toenails and all that other stuff. I mean, you do <laughs> you do see that in some of the stuff, like uh, once again, Robbie Downey Jr.'s uh, thing of like, I don't have uh, stuff doesn't get handed to me yeah. in, as as Tony Stark kind of thing like that, um, but. Yeah, that's why we get Howard Stark is the name of Howard Stark because of Howard Hughes and kind of thing. So it's uh, it's it's interesting. How how do you make a weapons developer into a hero? Yeah, and actually, it's funny. I'm looking right here. There was a quote. Um, Stan gave himself a dare. I mean, at the height of the Cold War, um, everybody hated everything, and then the biggest thing that they did hate was war. It was the military. So I'm a, I wonder if I got a Stan Lee impersonation. I don't. <laughs> so I got a hero who represented that to the hundredth degree. Uh, he was a weapons manufacturer. He was providing weapons for the army. He was rich. He was an industrialist. I thought it would be fun to take the kind of character that nobody would like, none of our readers would like, and shove him down their throats and make them like him. And he became very popular. And it worked out. You know, it's it's just he was a horrible guy at the start. Mm-hmm. But then it's that character growth. You know, mm-hmm. I do remember as a kid, I remember reading somewhere that Iron Man, they discovered that the old stuff is very popular amongst women. Really? Yeah, because he was just drawn so sexy. Ah, uh, it sounds cheesy and it's so... It's, yeah, and so that's what's hilarious. So yeah, so we got to see that going on. Now, if you look on that cover, what did you think of the very first Iron Man suit? Actually, I guess they don't have the cover on there, but that big old gray clunky looking thing. What did you think of that? Oh, the, the one that you see coming out of the cave yeah. kind of thing? I mean, it's cheesy looking. <laughs> it, it's it's pretty... It's it's very much um, old school, like Twilight Zone, Android looking thing kind of... Uh, I'm glad we got re- revisions. Like even the first... Or the the first Avengers book, that Iron Man suit, it's it's almost the same thing, but gold. Oh yeah, that's exactly that's exactly what they did. <laughs> um, it was just like, oh, he looks he looks horrible. What can we do? Let's uh, let's change it out. So they they painted him gold, <laughs> and that actually is what was used in the story. I think it was the puppet master was attacking him, oh. so he made the little puppet. No, that was the second armor. So yeah, it was just something, and yeah, a woman was scared of him. He landed, and she's like, ah. He's a monster. So he's like, oh, women can't be mad at gold. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yes. Um, uh, So, yeah, so they they did that. And then the next one was the Puppet Master. Not Puppet Master. Yeah, the Puppet Master. So he made the molding of a little Iron Man so he can control him. So that's when Iron Man steered streamlined his suit okay so then we got the classic red and gold and then the the one that's more form-fitting and the better head looking kind of thing and what was funny about that one he could never take off the chest piece it was like an iron lung right so i mean i mean could you picture tony stark just walking around throwing a shirt over that (laughs) it's like don't mind me what's all that humming nothing It's just my cell phone. And, What's and, a cell phone? And then in the future, we get it so that it, it's it's uh, keeping him alive by by keeping metal from going into his heart. Yep, yeah. So they played that. So I thought that was cool. I, I think that was really neat that they kept that. Now, I remember in the 
90s cartoon. Yes. We got the the version of it was him in Vietnam, I think, or, it, or some kind of Asian country. Yeah. Where he meets Ian Singh and and he develops the the new Iron Man or he develops the Iron Man armor because almost the exact same story. Like they yeah. wanted him to make a weapon and he's like, "All right, but I'm making this." And he makes himself a suit to get out and and it keeps him alive kind of thing. Like it's it's the the episode is him in the in the cave, the snow cave and yeah. he has the suit telling his story back to him, which in te- in tale or in turn tells us the story. Yeah, no, I thought that was a cool vehicle for like, all right, you know, I'm going to die, give me a rerun of my life and here <laughs> we go and then we're caught up to speed with Iron Man. And then and then I mean, when I watched the movie, like they updated it for, you know, Middle East and stuff like that, but oh, it still yeah. it still has that, that same story of, "Oh, you want me to build you a weapon? Well, I'm going to build this and kick your ass with it." Yeah. No, that's what I definitely like. I mean, I I, I love the fact that <clears throat> excuse me. I love the fact that like sometimes you have these scientists like Norman Osborne would probably be a great example of that. It's like they're crazy smart and then they, they do what they need to do and they kind of fall out of the field. You know, it's like, Oh, well I'll just run my company. And Tony's like, I'm not going to run my company. I'm going to be right there on the floor. Mm. I'm going to be experimenting. I'm going to be doing stuff. And it's like, okay, that's why Pepper Potts has to come around because it's like you have all these brilliant ideas, but you don't know how to manage yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's where I come along. So I think that's what makes him better than, say, Lex Luthor or you know Harry Osborn. Um, I think Norman that's Osborn. Some, yeah, Norman Osborn. <laughs> well, everybody's better than Harry. <laughs> yeah, but no. So um, yeah, mentioning what you talked about there with the Iron Man movie, um, I really love this one. So it was when they relaunched Iron Man, the fourth volume, uh, issues one through six, Extremis. And that's where we actually get the movie costume. Um, they, they really took it from there. So Warren, Elvis, Warren Ellis was the man who wrote it, and he basically updated the origin. And it's beautiful. Like, that, it was just, like, it kept the classic, but it updated it because it's kind of the same thing. Like, Punisher can't be a Vietnam veteran because he'd be really just old. be too old, yeah. Know? And so I think they did a great job with that. And add Even though now, in the comic books, it's Iron Man, Tony's in a clone body, right? Yes, yeah, somehow. So he died, uh, and then he became AI inside of Riri's um, suit, right? Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I cheated myself. I remember I was leaving the Iron Man comics, and then I stayed. I came back for the last arc with Bendis, because that was the one where they brought him back, and I didn't read it. I bought oh. those books, and I didn't read them. So I don't know how he's it's back into his body. body. Is it? Okay, yeah, he's, from what he's I understand. Yeah, so I mean, the, no surprise there. I mean, they've played with that whole... You, you have to de-age them somehow. Yeah, exactly. You got to keep them young. But um, I just I, I but anyways going back to Extremis I loved that story arc I, the art was just beautiful uh, Ad Adi Granov I'm so bad at pronouncing that name but that arc like if, if when you walk away from this stuff I'm, I want you to read some comics so Iron Man Volume Four issues one through six or Extremis the trade paperback that right there like. You want that magic of reliving the movie and having the excitement and seeing the origin of Iron Man right there. That's going to do it because it was darn near a shot for shot, you know, and even Audrey uh, went on to like work with Marvel Studios and help design a lot of great stuff for them. Um which like that one and it was funny cuz Warren Ellis was just on there for like a quick stint. And then Matt Fraction jumped on and um like, you know, he, he took some of those ideas and ran with it. And I think it was neat because Extremis did a great job of, like, 
Iron Man, like Tony Stark can't just be about like making micro transistors anymore and, you know, roller skates that pop out of his boots. <laughs> He's got to do more. And it's like, yeah, you may be able to build this amazing armor, but what's the response time on it? That's true. And I think that was just so great that when they introduced Extremis, how it's like, you know, the way you and I can move our arms when we talk, that's how the Iron Man suit's going to move just as well. Right. I thought that was so cool. Like they did such a great job of upgrading him for the future as well. I like the, you know, I, I imagine when Stanley first created him, he's like, yes, yeah, make him out of iron, you know, like it, <laughs> it's going to be so cool. We'll call him Iron Man. His suit will be made of iron and stuff like that. Well, then now it's 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 a titanium alloy or whatever because you you did a full full, full suit of iron. It's just going to be too heavy to carry. Yeah. You need some, something light that's, that's also going to take the abuse. But I don't know. I just I, I found that that line funny in the movie where he's like, actually, it's kind of more of a titanium alloy. But, <laughs> but uh, they do that in the in the, mo- in the comic book now, too. So, yeah. Well, I think that is neat. Yeah. It's like, OK, he, he worked with what he had. Mm-hmm. He, he took the namesake. But it is funny. Yeah. It's like when you really get down to it, there's not that much iron in no. Iron Man. <laughs> I mean, I guess Metal Man just didn't sound right. So. <laughs> Stanley is like, nope, nope, it's going to be Iron Man. It's going to be Iron Man. Kid, you're going to go places. <laughs> Jack, it's going to be Iron Man. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm going to share this list. I pulled this one up. I thought this was a good one. From Newsarama, they ran, um, back at the start of the year, they ran a top 10 must-read Iron Man. And I'll be curious to bounce some of these off of you. Ooh, you I'm going to say I probably haven't read most of them. <laughs> so the number 10 pick was The Five Nightmares of Tony Stark. That was Invincible Iron Man issues one through seven. So that was when Matt Fraction and Salvador LaRocca teamed up. And they um, they basically they, they followed the movie stuff. Um, and this was when I think I think this was the sister book to Iron Man, because I think I know at one point we had two books. So I think this was the launch of that one. I do remember the five nightmares. I'm, I'm pretty sure I bought these. I don't know if I remember the story per se. So I don't know if that rings any bells for you, mm. but okay. Yeah. And that was, that's, that's definitely a tough one, but it, it was definitely what was really neat about this story. They brought pepper back. Okay. Where Cause was she, she had just kind of got written off from the books, oh. you know, like, uh, like Iron Man got to a point where it's like, we didn't really care about his side characters anymore because happy Hogan, he's been dead. He was dead. And I, well, I remember the, when I, that one point in time when I was collecting Iron Man books, uh, Happy and Pepper were married and then yeah. Happy died. Yeah. So it was interesting when we, uh, I first saw the movie and I was like, oh, they're oh. putting, <laughs> you know, they're not putting Pepper and Happy together. Yeah, no, no. They definitely changed that one, which I found interesting. But yeah, this was a fun one. Um, Ezekiel Stain. So that's definitely very, you know, like this is influencing the Iron Man film a lot. So I thought Obadiah's that was pretty cool. Son. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was cool that they brought the Stain family back. So a lot of happy returns, a homecoming for Iron Man there. Uh, let's see. The next one they have is Enter the Mandarin. So this was when Joe Casey was doing a lot of uh, classic stories for Marvel. And so it was a six issue miniseries that basically revisited the origin of the Mandarin. So like the first time Iron Man and the Mandarin fought. I know I passed on this one. Uh, I liked a lot of the origin stories that he had done, but since this one wasn't a true origin of Iron Man, it was more an origin of the Mandarin. I bypassed that one. But yeah, if you definitely want to experience the Mandarin in his full comic book glory, I would recommend start here because this is the origin and this is going to show you everything that goes on because the movie Mandarin, it's, it's neat 
You know, like it's it's definitely very neat. It's fun, but it's not what we've seen. Right. You know, so I feel sad that fans got cheated of that. Now, this was a fun one, and I didn't get to read it till later, but I remember hearing so much hype, and then I had to go track it down. The Mask and the Iron Man. Mm. So this was Iron Man Volume 3, issues 26 through 30. Um, and you know what's kind of cool about this one? Joe Quesada wrote it. Really? He wrote and drew this. And what was exciting about this one was this was 1999, December 31st, 1999. Tony Stark's out flying around in the Iron Man armor. Right as it turns over to January 1st, 2000, he gets struck by lightning. Y2K, yeah. Y2K and lightning were the enemy here. So the Iron Man armor gained sentience. Wow. And it was so cool because it's like it would fly to an island and it would spit out Tony and he'd be like, you're going to do things. <laughs> and Tony's like, I have no choice. And I remember at one point, I think they were fighting Whiplash. And so he grabs Whip, like Iron Man grabs him and he does like the first slap. And then he's like, okay, you know, I better ease off. I just slapped this dude with my Iron Man gauntlet. But then the armor takes over, <laughs> whack, 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 whack. And it's just like, oh my God, you beat that man to death. <laughs> it was an intense story. Um, like if you want to see, I guess what age of Ultron would have looked like, like an Ultron created by Tony Stark. This is the one, okay? Uh, because it is, it's a suit of armor that's to protect you. And it went too far. Mm -hmm. That was a fun one. So I highly recommend that one. The trade's pretty pricey. Uh, hopefully they've done a re-release of it. And obviously a, 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 uh, uh, a turn of phrase or a, a uh, parody of the classic yes. title of um, The mask. Man in the Iron Mask. Yeah. So it's The Mask in the Iron Man. Yeah, so I thought that one was great. Um, and that one was cool. I really liked that armor. I think it was Sean Chen who designed that one. Uh, him and Kurt Busiek revived Iron Man for Volume 3 during the Hero's Return. So I love that. I don't know if you remember that armor because it definitely kind of played with the shoulder pads and the classic look, the red and gold. Yeah. One of the only ones that I, I really don't like is the helmet with the pointy, the two points at the top. Oh, and I love I that one. I don't like the, yeah. that one. No. No, I, I dig Makes, that one. I guess it looks too much like a mask to me. Yeah. Well, see, I always like that because I did. I like that, that he could slide it off. You uh -huh. know, and, and I, I always like that kind of night looking thing to it. Now, this is one that I didn't know about. And. Actually, this is on my list of stuff I'm going to read tonight. It's called Deliverance. So it's Iron Man Volume 1, Issue 182. And this one's great because I read Demon in a Bottle. Mm -hmm. uh, I bought. I, I got lucky. I found a first printing of the trade, and I thought, oh, my God, this is going to pay for my children's college. <laughs> and that's great because I have no children, so there's no college to pay for because hey, there's nothing here. There you go. Um, I, like Demon in a Bottle, the actual story, it's like, yeah, Tony went to bed drunk one night. How's he an alcoholic? Like, really? Come on. <laughs> and this one's really cool because this cover, it shows, you know, Iron Man sitting in an alley. Well, Tony Stark sitting in an alleyway and it says, in the morning, Tony Stark will be sober or dead. <laughs> and this is so cool because it's like, okay, uh, reeling from the death of a friend and the collapse of his life, Tony looks for hope on a snowy New York night and doesn't exactly find it. He does find the strength within himself to resolve, to get better and move forward. So that's crucial to fighting back his demons. And... Um, so it's like, yeah, it makes sense because I like that you brought that up, that they mentioned that in the ultimate stuff, that it's like he would have to drink. I mean, you know, Captain America fought in World War II. He's got the mindset of a soldier. He's ready to go into this stuff. The Hulk, Bruce Banner doesn't recognize any of this stuff. No, the Thor Hulk's is the like, I live this shit, you know. And so for Tony, it's like, oh, my God, I'm putting on a suit <laughs> that can get ripped apart. And when they rip off that arm, sometimes my arm might go with it. <laughs> So I, I think that was really neat that they explored that because 
some of his alcoholism is just a coping mechanism. Right. I'm not saying it's right, but I damn. mean, no, it's exactly you know? what it is. It's a coping mechanism. I mean, some people need alcohol just to go up and sing in karaoke. I mean, this yes. is going up against <laughs> monsters, so it's completely understandable. Yeah, so I think that was neat. So I will definitely be checking that one out. So I would definitely put that on your radar. Iron Man issue 182. And what's kind of cool? The guy who wrote that, Danny O'Neill. Danny O'Neill. So I, I learned something there. I didn't know he did a stint on Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, and then speaking of Danny O'Neill, this is the next one. And this one I would recommend as well. The Iron Monger Saga. Mm. Issues 190 to 200 of the original Iron Man series. Uh, Obadiah Stane. Oh, shit. Man, I loved that costume. <laughs> he had it. It's basically like it's a hulked out Iron Man with the like blue and gray coloring. So right. almost like the, the stealth Iron Man look to it. God. I thought that was so cool. So, I mean, you know, and, and this is where we actually, too, we get the Silver Centurion suit. So, I mean, I know the movie one, like, I don't know. Okay, picking your brain, Iron Man 2, the race car scene when he does the suitcase armor, mm -hmm. and it's also supposed to double as the Silver Centurion. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what people, that's what they've called it at first. I think they've retconned it since. Okay. But I don't know. It's like the what, silver and red one. Yeah. Gold and red. Yeah. So what did you think of that suit? I mean, I in the movie, I loved it because I, I, I loved to see. I liked one. I liked to see the the briefcase armor just because yeah. it's a cool little effect. It's it's dumb otherwise, but it's a cool <laughs> thing. But I liked it how in the movie it had all those little flaps and then it just like kind of flapped together kind of thing. Yeah. Like that look. Like I like how. In the other movies, it just, the pieces just fly out of nowhere and then attach to him kind of thing. Or right. even in the later movies, it's just nanotech and it all just kind of grows dissolves on him. Dissolves, and, yeah. But I really liked how it just went kind of thing onto him. Yeah. No, that did, it, did you not like it? No, well, I like I like I like, I like everything you're describing, but it's just it's when they called the Silver Centurion, I was like, no, oh, yeah, I, I see, I never knew that that they called it that, but yeah, yeah I get what you're saying because I just loved it. I mean, I, I that was the first time they you know instead of red and gold, now he's silver and red. Mm -hmm. It's like ooh, <laughs> he had those cool shoulder pads for flight. I'm guessing. I hope they sure. just look cool. <laughs> so yeah, so no, I definitely like that one. But yeah, Iron Man, Tony Stark's life was shit. It was S-H-I-T, garbage. And Obastia Stain is ready to come in and be like, it's time to take everything, including your company. So yeah, so that one definitely, like if you want to learn more about Obadiah Stain, there you go. Like this is a, definitely a blueprint for the character as he's portrayed in the movie. So yeah, that one's definitely, I, I was so bummed. I, I wish I had bought the hardcover trade paperback of it. Because it just it blew up in price, and I'm not saying for the collector. This is just for the fact that it's like, damn, if I want to get a copy, I'm gonna have to pay. <laughs> uh, now here's a fun one. So Iron Man issues 149 and 150. This is the anniversary stuff. Doom Quest, as they called it. So David Micheline and Bob Layton did a great job with Tony Stark's adventures. They did some wonderful stuff, and I'm pretty sure they've been mentioned in the films, and if they haven't been, then thank those men because they gave us a lot of Iron Man's moments, Tony Stark's personality. And what's cool about this one is Iron Man and Doctor Doom, they go back in time, and there they are. King Arthur, Morgan Le Fay, the Knights of the Round Table, all that exciting stuff. And I think they've actually done a trilogy. I think they've done two parts since then. Mm. And I, I just, I dig it. I mean, Dr. Doom's got to be in love with being in that era. Yeah, no you kidding. Know, it's like, well, we know that Tony is because when they did the Happily Ever After, or that one where the Avengers went into uh, Morgan Le Fay time mm. and, you know, everybody was getting their own night looking thing. And yeah. Tony was the only one that couldn't 
snap out of it because they, it, yeah. they were like, well, shouldn't he be the first one? Because he's a futurist. He's all about technology. He's like, no, Tony loves night stuff. Like <laughs> He wants to be a knight. So he couldn't snap out of it. Yeah. Well, Avengers Volume 3, Issues 1 through 3. Yeah, that was such a great one. Mm-hmm. I love that story arc. And yeah, you're right. And it's true. Like to him, this is the escape. Like yeah. this is like I just fell into my own D and D world. I'm not leaving this. <laughs> what so I can go back to the real and pay taxes? Screw that. <laughs> so yeah, so that's number five on their list. Uh, next up, we've got. Uh, oh, this was some fun stuff right here. So, world's most wanted, Invincible Iron Man issues eight through nineteen. Now, this is where the book got really fun. So, this is Matt Fraction and. Um, um, Oh, God, I, I just lost it. Salvador LaRocca. So I thought this was cool. Norman Osborn wound up taking over. Like, he got all the glory that was given unto Tony Stark after the Civil War. Mm-hmm. So the secret invasion is done. We're getting ready for the Dark Reign. And so Iron Man has basically been, like, they're, they're saying that he was in cahoots with the scrolls, mm-hmm. And so they, they want him to give up everything. So he's no longer in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, he doesn't even get to keep Stark Industries. He's got to hand over his Iron Man armor and everything. So basically, he does give all that stuff, but then he goes on the run and he mind wipes himself. Like he just because the database, the superhero database, it's in his brain. Right. The one and from that's the what initiative. they want. Yeah. yeah. And they want to like, who the fuck is Spider Man? Who are all these guys? And so he mind wipes himself and he's on the run. And yeah, this arc issues eight through 19 so i remember this he doesn't come back until siege yeah pretty much like it was right before Maria hill brings him in on the back of things like trying to get it like slapping him around just to get him to yeah, remember shit. the hell up yeah, yeah. you know and, and I, but I just remember then that's where we got the cool moment so like they like because he dies mm-hmm. you know and so he's there and he's dying and thor comes up and cap shows up it's the first time these characters have been together in damn near a decade. So they put the shield over him and Iron Man charges them with lightning and that's how they jumpstart him. And I was like, oh, that was such a cool visual. Just exciting to see all of them. But that was a great one. So if you want to see Tony Stark on the run, uh, Iron Man, the Invincible Iron Man, World's Most Wanted, highly recommend that. And I think it was three trade paperbacks. And I'm so bummed because I used to have them and I have no clue where they're at. Mm. Oh, so that's a great loss for me. But hopefully you find them. Definitely check them out as well. Uh, number three, they come into, and this one's such a great one. I love when the cartoon did the adaptation of this. Armor Wars. Armor Wars, yep. That's, oh. that's the that's the thing. That's the, the thing I always think about when I think of Iron Man. Yeah, I love that. I love that story because it's such a great concept, and why wouldn't Tony be that way? And in, in the world of intellectual properties and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, this is just great that somehow he finds out his armor is being misused. So if, if it can't be used properly, he won't let anybody use it. And Tony Stark is like, to hell with it. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I don't care. Damn the consequences. And he does. And he takes on heroes and villains alike, destroying any and all armor types. So that way nobody can have the power of Iron Man. Uh, and this is great because I, I sent you a picture earlier today that was dealing with some of this around that era. And the comic, actually, it, it happened in the Thor books because this is like Civil War. This is Civil War of the 80s. Right. Uh, because at the time, Captain America is very much... He's not in tune with the government because he's doing his whole captain thing. Mm -hmm. So that's why he's in the black, white, and red costume. But he's still helping out everybody on the street. So he's working with the raft and, you know, helping out and and whatnot. And so I forget what they call them, but those sentries, they have armor as well. So Iron Man comes up and he needs to take those guys on and he winds up hurting them. And Cap's like, don't do it. Don't do it. 
And Iron Man's like, I don't give a shit. So he takes them all down, Cap included. So Thor's torn. It's like, who do I trust, Iron Man or Cap? So we never got to see that in Civil War because Thor was like, I know how I'll survive. I'll be, be dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's easier than trying to choose before my to choose between my friends. So in that, um, you know, I, I, Thor was thinking, who could he choose? And he wound up siding with Captain America because. I forget the issue, but that was the first time Captain America actually wielded Mjolnir. So right. I, I, I would hope that if they do a trade paperback collection of it, that they, they put more of the issues in. But the story is credited as being volume one, issues 225 through 232. So yeah. Oh man, Armor Wars. I love that one. God, <laughs> I would get all my toys and line them up and just, they'd fight that way, you know? And I remember the first set of toys because they, they'd have the little chunks of armor. So that's what he would do. He'd just pick them off and it's like, now you're worthless. You don't have your bits of armor. <laughs> Uh, the number two story on this, we talked about it earlier, Extremis, issues one through six. So it's basically the modern origin of Iron Man. Uh, if you're going to start anywhere outside of Tales of Suspense 39, I would recommend you start here. Uh, it sets it up. It's a beautifully drawn book. Just amazing stuff. Like This is on the level of Alex Ross. Like uh, I, I wish I could pronounce his name. Adri Granov. Just beautiful stuff. So highly treat yourself. And then, of course, the number one story they say is... Iron Man issues 120 through 129, Demon in a Bottle. Of course. We've talked about it several times in this podcast alone. Yeah, you know, I guess maybe, you know, honestly, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go revisit the trade. Maybe I just wasn't in the right headspace when I read it, but I just, I didn't find anything exciting about it. I didn't see, like, I mean, I love the cover. I think the cover's great. And I know the issue when he does slap around Jarvis and Jarvis is like, fuck you, I'm out. <sighs> that was huge. But that felt like the only damning moment. The rest of it just didn't feel. I mean, that much I, I I can't say that I've ever read it myself, but I I think I understand why it would get number one in a lot of people's lists because it's it's. I think that that cover of him looking in the in the mirror is is very iconic, and then the idea of like Iron Man Tony Stark having to come to this realization and you know maybe change his ways kind of thing. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's definitely because I think one of my favorite ones that talks about why he's on the side, why he's doing what he's doing, because it goes back to it touches on that demon in a bottle. And it was one of those spinoff books. Like, I think it was Civil War, The Confession or The Compromise or something. It the was Confession the, is the, yeah, the, that was the one yeah. they die. So it was before that, because it's one of the few times Tony and Steve meet mm -hmm. and they talk. And Tony's like, look, Steve, I understand why you're on your side. I get it. But you need to know why I'm on my side. And he talks about it. He's like, yeah, one time I was drunk. I was in the armor. Yeah. And it's like, I remember that. People could be drunk in a car and that's scary. And I'm in an armor. And like, I think he was like, like it was machine man and he was fighting somebody. And Tony flies in drunk, slams into a light pole, shoots both of them and then flies off. And he's <laughs> like, I got lucky. <laughs> I got lucky. No one called their insurance man. <laughs> but, you know, and it, it really brought to light. It was like, wow, that is that is some wild stuff. So, I, I mean, I guess, like I said, maybe I wasn't in the right headspace. So I'm, I'm going to have to try it again. Um but yeah, so that's their picks for the top ten. What stories jump out to you? Like, like it, I said, it sits on your shelf. I don't really have a lot of Iron Man stories in my in my background. I I, I mean, I loved him in Civil War. I love him in uh, Secret Invasion. Those kind of things. But like, I my Iron Man is 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 the the benefactor for the Avengers. Like <laughs> that's the that my extent of Iron Man comics. I I never really got into the book, uh, so to speak. So. 
I, I, I don't really have, I mean, Armor War, I loved watching that comic, or yeah. that cartoon, I should say, when, when it came on, so. Oh, yeah. No, I actually, I went out and bought that. Um, like, I saw that they released the Marvel Action Hour Iron Man, and they released that that show on DVD, mm-hmm. and I loved it, so I bought it, and I started rewatching, and I was like, wow, I was a kid. Because <laughs> something, okay, I don't know if you remember this, if you can remember the the sequence, so it was like that ding, yeah. ding, and then they'd start the, the powerful song and all that stuff, and I find it funny because it's cool, like, he would do the whole suiting up and everything, and he puts on the gauntlet, right? And he punches, uh-huh. so he throws his right hand up in the air to punch. But then when they when it goes to the the screen and it punches and then it displays Iron Man, uh-huh. it's a left hand. Oh, weird! And I was like, that is so weird, you know? Like <laughs> it just doesn't look right. But I mean, the song was catchy. I think they actually did use the Iron Man song. The Black I am Iron Man. No, the uh, Iron Man one. The I am. Isn't that Iron? Black Sabbath? No, no, no. That was just Who is some it? Saturday morning cartoon band. <laughs> oh, I thought they did that. No, that wasn't they had that oh. song. Okay. Well, they they had it in the movie. The Black Sabbath one. Okay. No, but the the cartoon thing. Oh, you're saying they, yeah, they sorry. some other band just Yeah, sang no, it. so the no, the, the cartoon thing was just its own cartoon thing. Got it. But they actually I believe they actually had it in the uh movie. The movie. Okay. Like, I think the first time he's getting into the armor, it's it's using that. So I was like, that's a great thing. So I mean uh, that like that's a great story right there. I mean, that saga of the cartoon. And how cool that they featured Force Works. Yeah. I mean, we had Scarlet Witch there, Hawkeye. They had uh, 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 Julia Carpenter, um, yeah, Spider Woman. Yeah. yeah, they had all of them. So at the time when you're watching this, I don't know if your love for Clint was there or whatnot, but what did you think of Clint in that? In that I, I honestly don't remember from that cartoon. <laughs> that, that's unfortunate. I mean, I do love Clint I'm now. bringing those DVDs now. We're going we're gonna to do a rewatch. We're going to do a rewatch. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. I, I remember Rhodey from that cartoon yes. the most that's that's what i remember the most from that cartoon he had the best personality yeah uh, he was he was well more developed as a character yeah definitely i guess for me like the stuff i like so and they credited i guess it was right around issue 300 and that's when we were talking about that so uh iron man at some points was tony stark and then it was roadie and they'd go back and forth and around the early 90s, Rhodey was Iron Man, and he was starting to get crazy with power. And I think it was something like the armor just drove him nuts, the AI mm-hmm. interface and whatnot. And so Tony Stark had to come back, and he wore the, uh, the War Machine armor. And I think that was the cover to issue 300. So we see the War Machine come up and take on Rhodey and you know destroy the old Iron Man and whatnot, and then we get the the the, the, the modular armor. So that was the armor of the '90s, which was the cartoon armor. Mm. And I love that era of books. Like it's issue 300 and up. I think they were great stuff. They're just fun, hokey adventures, <laughs> and it's just it's it screams like late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, it's just fantastic. I love those. Um, then I would definitely say uh, the the stuff I really appreciate Iron Man is in the Avengers book. You know, I definitely loved him in there. Like you said, he's the benefactor of the Avengers. His family home is the home of the Avengers. Right. Um, Avengers Mansion was the, the Stark Mansion, you know. It's all paid for by the, the Maria Stark the Maria Foundation. Maria Stark Foundation, yeah. yeah. So I love stuff like that. Um, and then, like I said, I'd say probably right around the time of Extremis. So like Iron Man Volume 4 and Iron Man Volume 4 and 5, I really appreciated those. I thought they were great. The newer stuff kind of lost me. Uh, I think it was Karen Gillian, and he's a great writer. I love what he did with the X-Men. I think he did some great stuff there. But when he took over Iron Man, he got tasked with, like, Tony Stark isn't a Stark. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was just like, what? 
What? That's and right, I mean, yeah. it makes sense. Things can happen. You know, you, you, you know, somebody could come up and be like, oh, turns out that's not your mom. And You're you grew up your whole yeah. way and you're just like, what? And I mean, it, it makes sense, but I was just like, oh, no, like, that just wow! It just kind of was like, eh, you know what? I'm 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 staying away from this, you know. Um, I do another fun place where I saw Iron Man that I did enjoy him was Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Uh, when Brian Michael Bendis took over the Guardians of the Galaxy book, I want to say volume three, he had Iron Man join the team, and that's where he had that weird sun-looking armor, the right. space armor, mm-hmm. and that was fun. Uh, just because I remember one of my funny one of the funny moments in that one was when he first meets Gamora. He's like, oh my god a green beautiful woman <laughs> and you know he's like don't sleep with her don't sleep with her and everybody on the team is like don't sleep with her yeah next page he sleeps with her Captain so he's, he's he's laying or he's sitting there in bed and she's just putting on her stuff and she's like okay i'll see you later <laughs> and then he's all scared and i think even rocket like sees him later and he's like you slept with her didn't you <laughs> so it's like yep i mean who wouldn't want to live the dream but at the same time yeah what you'd does it have mean? to live <laughs> So, yeah. All right, so that is uh, a little bit of a one on one for for Tony Stark Iron Man. Like that's it, it. That's the the tip of the iceberg. That's the scratching the surface. If if you really want to learn more about Tony Stark, those are the stories you should check out. Um, don't just depend on the movies. Like the, the movies are great. Well, well the movies are the two. tip of the iceberg. I hate Iron Man too, <laughs> but yes, uh, the the movies are the tip of the iceberg. This is this is scratching the surface in the comics. You just you got to get in there and read them. Like. I, I've already just said I just got done saying that I'm not the biggest fan of the Iron Man comics, <laughs> but there are great stories there for you to read. Yeah, no, there's there's a lot of great stuff. Oh, and that reminds me, one more quick plug. Um, I think it was called Iron Man: The Iron Age. It was Kurt Busiek wrote it, and I think maybe George Perez drew it. It was a two issue uh, modernization of the Iron Man origin. Uh, part of the premier prestige format style of books, so the thick comic books. And if you put issues one and two together, it makes Iron Man's head with all his supporting oh. cast. And that was a great one. That just dealt with the trauma of Tony's childhood, not being able to live up to his father's expectations and stuff like that. So yeah, one of his many origin stories. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have some uh, Iron Man stories that you love to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia, G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. Uh, Chris is also on Twitter as stuff I should say should being spelled S-H-U-D the rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter at Geek Elite Media on Instagram and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page check out our website GeekEliteMedia.com for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Media Network but until next time this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Mitch here from Geek Elite Media, and I want to talk to you about Cuts by Candace, an experienced hairstylist that is willing to work with you to get the right look for you. When it comes to important events in my life and I need to look good, I trust my hair with Candace. Mention our promo code GEEKOUT when making your appointment through the end of May 2019 and you will get 10% off your hair services. Follow Cuts by Candace on Facebook and Cuts by Candace 3 on Instagram and start looking the best you, you can.